0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cheesehead. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's curd and law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath.
1: Hey, It's you, he, Sparky Piper, on 1250 a.m. The fan also joining me as always here on Curtin Long. He is Ryan Horvath, BetMGM MGM tonight, uh, with Trister Crick and uh, what's his name? Ashu.
2: Yeah, Nick Ashu. I haven't seen him in a couple days here. I've been on vacation, I've been in my in laws. Uh, uh, I,
1: I will, I will, um, file this complaint uh, about that whole show last night. Uh, Uh-oh. Nick Ashu and what's the guy's name pj glasser or something like that Glassman.
2: pj yeah yeah
1: yeah he was he was way too excited last night i i i saw the clip they tweeted out and i was like oh so I, I played the video off of twitter and he's just going nuts over the big oklahoma state score you know going crazy oh. left side line, breaks all the tackles down the right sideline and pj is losing his mind uh, about that score i was like okay
2: so I'm they probably to. bet OK State, which would be a huge, Maybe. huge, huge, huge mistake. I bet the Badgers uh, last night and a uh, nice little win. It was cool seeing Fickle on the sideline. Uh, did you see now uh, Wolf's coming back for another year? He said he could work. He, could, he has his whole life to work, so he's going to compete for the starting job. I got some bad news. I don't think he's going to be the starter. I think he is. Um, no way, man. They're bringing I think he is. In. They're bringing yep. somebody in there. You, I you think he's transfer portal. You see Sam Hartman, who
1: just. Well, they've got, they got right Evers from... already from Oklahoma, remember? They already got Nick oh. Evers. Oh. So they got Nick Evers from Oklahoma. Now he's young, though, right? right. You've got Miles Burkett. He's young. I thought he would get some action in the bowl game. He got none, the Franklin, Wisconsin native, uh, where we're broadcasting from. Oh, Hale's Quarters, close enough to Franklin. Uh, you've got him. You've got uh, the fr- incoming freshman as well. What's that kid's name? LaCure or something like that? Something like that. Uh, yeah. So he's coming in uh yeah i can't say i was overly excited to see wolf coming back but at the same point i'm sure if you're a luke fickle and this is a packer podcast but sorry we're talking badgers by the way i could find no badger talk on the radio today at all when i was coming into work so ridiculous either way uh so if i'm fickle i tell chase wolf hey man look look what we got i've got freshman freshman uh, freshman, like either a red shirt, freshman or a true freshman. That's what my, 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 my meeting room is next year. You know, I'd love to have you come in. You'll come in as a lead quarterback. If they outplay you, they outplay you, but you're going to come in as the lead dog. It's going to be your job to lose chase. It's up to you because if, if I'm fickle, I do want the, the 60 year senior or whatever the hell he is going to be next year to come in and play at that point. It makes sense. And again, I don't, I, I just don't know if you can look at next year and say, okay, Badgers are going to go undefeated in, in, in fickle's first year of his new offense with Longo as offensive coordinator. I don't think so. Like I, I kind of expect there to be some struggles here as they try and get that offense straightened out. They're changing defenses uh, with Mike Trestle's defensive coordinator. It's not going to be the three, four. It doesn't appear. So that's going to take some change as well. Like, it, it uh, To me, it makes sense to have Chase Wolf start the year. Now, doesn't mean he'll finish the year, but at least to get things going and get somebody with experience in there to play makes sense.
2: If I'm a betting man, which I am, I'm going to bet that he does not see the field next season. I think it's going to be one of the other guys will step up, will take that role. It's just hard to get excited when my other team, Notre Dame, they're talking about most likely they're going to end up with Sam Hartman, who just broke the ACC touchdown passing record. Now he's going to transfer over to Notre Dame. And that's the way at college football, man. I'll tell you what. But that's more a good about. point. Like, okay, you don't expect Fickle just to step in year one and them to be a college football playoff team. But nobody really expected that about USC, either with Lincoln Riley taking over that program. And they're not playing in the college football playoff, but they would have been if Caleb Williams didn't get hurt in the Pac-12 championship game against Utah.
1: Tell you what. You come back to the Chicago area and up this area every once yeah. in a while. You're going to the yeah. Packer game coming up this weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we'll make a bet. Lunch at fourth base, uh bar and restaurant. Cause that food is unbelievable over there. Absolutely. Uh, lunch at fourth base bar and restaurant, whoever wins the bet. So if chase Wolf, I'm not even going to say, I'm not even going to say has to see the field. The bet will be if he starts a game, that's it. That's the bet. Okay, I'll
2: make that bet. I say no, so, you say
1: yes, because you say if he makes, you know, gets on the field, he could get on the field in a blowout, and then you would lose, and I would feel bad. So I'm I, I'm saying he's going to start a game, at least one game, with throughout the season at some point. I think he'll start the very first game of the season, and then probably by about week four, or week five, they'll go to one of the freshmen.
2: I mean, I'll say this really quickly on it. You might be right, because why is he coming back for that sixth year unless he was told he could at least compete for the starting job, you know? And so Tell I you. think that he's probably been told something. But I just think at the end of the day, he looked pretty good. He didn't no, look he did. horrible. No, he looked pretty good. He he, he did last night. Really Sidearm
1: throws and everything else, man. He, he looked a hell of a lot better than Graham Merch did most of the year.
2: That's not saying very much, but he did have that nice little sidearm throw. We'll see. We'll see. I just don't think it's him at the end of the day.
1: And pray for Graham Mertz, because that Gator fan base is gonna eat him alive if he actually has to play. That's not gonna be pretty. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Green Bay Packers. Thank you, Phil, for letting me talk some badgers, right? I appreciate it. That it was,
2: was a big good. win last night. It was a nice bowl game.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, okay. We talked about this in the last curry long podcast. Said we we teased it and said we we're gonna talk about it today, so we're gonna lead with it. Do you believe that Joe Barry and the Packers defense can do enough to save his job for next season. I got some numbers uh, I called up here in front of me. Now, I, I don't know what numbers you care about one way or the other. I'm very standard and basic. Uh, so, for me, it, it's just simply, let's go by passing yards. How are they in the NFL uh, as far as, you know, defending the pass? They're third best in the league. Yeah, I mean, Eagles are 1, 27-18 as far as yards. Saints, 2008-56. And then the Packers at 2,886 as far as yards go. Now, part of the problem there is if you break that down to yards per attempt, they slide down real quickly. And they're in the bottom five, averaging 7.1 yards per pass attempt uh, against this defense. So they're not giving up a ton of yards. But when they do, you know, a little bit bigger plays uh, at the end of the day. Interceptions, as far as how they look there uh, this year, the Green Bay Packers—they're in the bottom part of that as well, with 14 interceptions. Now, again, actually, they're not in the. Uh, yeah, 14 interceptions on the year. or are closer to the top, I would say. Uh, the Saints only with four interceptions on the year. The Colts uh, with like say eight. Giants with four. Raiders with five. So they've they've been getting the ball back. Rushing defense has been god awful. Yeah. Uh, as we all know, for this team. And that was an emphasis coming into this year that they were going to work on and get better at. Uh, and again, same thing as uh, as usual. They're at six to last, 2,166 yards given up. Now, they're going to play the Lions coming up. They're below them, 2,188. The Giants are still in this thing. They're at 2,188. The Seahawks, 2,333. They're the second worst rush defense in, in all of football at this point. Uh, so th- those are some of the basic numbers. Now, let me give you a number. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't have any clue uh, of how they come up with this or whatever else, but I know it's a stat that everybody likes to use. Uh, Zach Cruz, who you should follow on Twitter. If you don't managing editor and writer for the Packers wire, Uh, very good follow on Twitter. Packers are fourth in DVOA over the last five weeks, only behind the Niners, bills and Eagles seventh on offense, first in passing defense, Fourth on special teams, Uh, says Zach Cruz on Twitter. You can follow him at Zach Cruz, too. So, again, I think there is a very realistic possibility. Joe Barry is a defensive coordinator for this Packers team again next year. If this team continues to create turnovers the next two weeks, and this team gets into the playoffs, providing they don't give up like 50 points in a playoff game, and they get into the playoffs and play the way they've been playing, which to me, again, I don't think it's great, but they're getting turnovers. I think he's back. And, you know, going back to that Badger game last night, I'm seeing people talking about, all right, Jim Leiter now can come to Green Bay and be the Packers DC. We're all set. We're going to fix that Packer defense. I don't know if it's that easy, folks. I I just, I, I don't think it's a guarantee that Joe Barry's not back right now. I
2: don't know. I mean, okay. So to answer the question, do I believe Joe Barry and the Packers defense could do enough to save his job for next season? I do think that they can, because again, Like you said, they've been a top-five team DVOA here the last couple weeks. They've gotten a little bit healthier. Getting Devondre Campbell back, obviously – That's huge. you got the guy with the green dot lining everybody up on the defensive side of the ball. And we have saw what the defense looks like when you have to rely on these young guys like Quay. He's had some nice weeks, but you need Campbell out there. I do think that they could do enough because I think that they're going to beat Minnesota. They're three-point favorites uh, against the 11-win team for a reason. I think Green Bay wins that game at Lambeau. They have more to play for. And then I think they're going to beat the Lions because you have a dome team coming to Lambeau Field. I think Goff's going to struggle in a cold-weather game against this pass defense, which, like you said, has been pretty solid all season. This goes back to the way that the Packers' defense was built. This defense was built to play with leads, and the problem the first eight, nine weeks of the season, they never had any leads, man, and they couldn't sustain any drives. Even with Aaron Rodgers behind center, it was three and out, three and out, three and out. This defense was on the field a lot. I'm not making excuses. I don't love the Joe Barry style. I don't like, you know, I I want to see these corners up on the line of scrimmage. Um, The run defense has been terrible. They still can't cover crossing routes or tight ends. But I do believe that they could do enough because if they win out, if they get into the playoffs, hell, if they win a playoff game, I think he's back. He's LaFleur's buddy. Gutekind seems to like him. I don't think that they're just going to can him. I think he gets another prove-it year. Um, especially because this whole season was a big mess. I don't know that he should be back just because of some of the names that might be available. Like, let's say Sean Payton gets a head coaching gig, you already see who he's bringing on as, as his defensive coordinator. I know Mike Zimmer was a complete crab ass, and his defenses weren't very good the last couple of years. But he's out there. I trust him more. Payton
1: than is supposedly bringing on Fangio, right? Isn't that yeah, the rumor? Yeah, right. Yeah, big that, Fangio. That,
2: that's the rumor. Yeah, he's bringing on Vic. So, I mean, right there, that's like an all-star coaching staff. And then you do have. Let's see what happens with Jimmy Leonard, I think he's going to end up wanting to be a head coach, right? If it's not at the collegiate level, I, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to go back to high school or anything like that. I just have a hard time buying into the fact that he's going to go and be a DC. But if he's available, I would rather have him than Joe Barry. So, yes, I believe that Joe Barry can do enough. I do, if I'm a betting man, think he will be back. I just don't think that he should be back. I think we'll be faced with the same problems that the Packers were faced with this year. That said, though, also look at some of these adjustments. I know Dean Lowry is injured. But even the week before that, I think he only played like 13 or 14 snaps. You know, you get some of these guys with some talent on that side of the ball to help out Kenny Clark, who's eaten double teams and missing most weeks. You know, maybe if Slayton does step up, you know, maybe it isn't all on Joe Barry. Maybe it is on the talent. We see guys in position just missing tackles. But I think he is back. I don't think he should be back.
1: I uh, forgot who said it on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. But somebody made a great point about Dean Lowry. And they said, You know, the the unnecessary hate for Dean Lowry is not Dean Lowry's fault. Dean Lowry was not a first-round pick asked to go be a difference maker. I think Dean Lowry was like a fourth-round pick or something. But because of the way the roster was built, he was asked to be the second-best player on the defensive line next to Kenny Clark. You're drafted in the fourth round. That should not be an expectation at that point. Dean Lowry's expectation level probably should have been like a rotation guy that comes in and gives relief more than being an every-down starter And the fact that he's been here for, what, seven years as a fourth-round pick? I mean, that's pretty incredible for a fourth-round pick to be playing at that level and getting a second contract after that first rookie deal uh, and getting paid. The Lowry's had a pretty good career considering everything, even though Packer fans, he drives them nuts because they expect more from him. They probably shouldn't, but to put it in perspective, he's had a pretty good career.
2: Again, though, he should be a rotational guy. Like, you look at these teams that win Super Bowls, especially the last couple of years, and they have seven or eight guys on the defensive line. You know, you go back to even that Eagles team. How did that Eagles team beat Tom Brady when they had Nick Foles behind? Right. It wasn't because of Nick Foles. It was because they had Chris Long and guys like that rotating in and out. He was only playing third downs. So, again, yeah, Dean Lowry could be on your roster. They've just relied on him so much. And I know they love him in that locker room on the defensive side of the ball. Kenny Clark really likes him. Um, but – yeah, I'm not saying you need to punt him off the roster, but he is just he, he can't be playing every single down. we've seen the we've seen the result. I see a lot of people though. The Dean Lowry fan club has been very busy on social media. You know, even if you don't like Dean Lowry, so important for what the Packers do. Well, yeah, but that's kind of been the problem, and that's why they're thirtieth in DVOA or thirty first or thirty second, wherever they are right now against the run.
1: You know, the other thing too is I I you know, again Badger Honker, I right? can't abandon. I would love to add him to that defensive line rotation the yeah. badgers that dude is just an absolute beast add him in there with Slayden and wyatt and kenny clark and let him rotate in yeah. split double teams and be a problem that would be huge for this defense and i think
2: that's where they need to go in this draft i mean i think you're pretty much set at the linebacker position because you just drafted quay maybe you draft another pass rusher an outside linebacker but you have gary coming back i think you have to go pass rusher edge rusher or defensive line. I think that that's the way that you have to go. I still see some of these mock drafts with wide receivers going in the first round. That's unnecessary now. I agree. I mean, my only, my only fear there is, is Christian Watson ever going to play a full season? Is he going to make it through full games? Because hey, that, that seems to be a concern right now, but him and Dobbs look so damn good. You bring yeah, back Lazard hey. or Cobb or one of those veterans. You're fine in that room.
1: And the one thing we do know is they know how to draft wide receivers in the second round. So we'll take a wide receiver in the second round, but you know, get more of an impact player for that defense probably uh, in the first round at this point. So I I think Joe Barry has every opportunity to come back uh, next year. If they play well enough on the way out, Ryan agrees. I don't think Ryan doesn't necessarily want him back. I think a majority, you don't necessarily want him back, but I I think there's a chance that he ends up uh, still coming back next year. Uh, Don't forget. You can download current long odyssey app, Spotify, Apple Ah, Google podcast, all there available for you record Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Normally post the p- entire podcast by about five central uh, on those days. And then all the cuts and everything are put up by the next morning, by the time you wake up, tell your friends, tell your family members, uh, you can follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky radio, curd and long. How do you fix the red zone struggles of the green Bay Packers? Now let's talk about the red zone struggles of the uh, said Green Bay Packers, because I happen to look up those numbers uh, as well, because that was talked about and has been talked about throughout the year. The Green Bay Packers right now rank 24th in the NFL uh, at 51% of the time scoring a touchdown uh, in the red zone. In the last three games, they're at 46% uh, to give you an idea. But here is something that boggles the mind. Mm -hmm. At home, they're scoring at almost 62% of the time a touchdown. On the road, they're at less than 43% in the red zone. So there is a noticeable difference home and away for red zone efficiency. And you go, okay, what were they last year in red zone efficiency? Because this year, again, 51%. Last year, they were at 57% uh, in the red zone as far as uh, scoring touchdowns when they had the opportunity uh, last year. And this year, obviously, a drop-off. Is it as simple as saying Devontae Adams left and they haven't figured it out?
2: I I think so. Also, like some of the creativity has been gone a little bit. You know, we're not seeing so much uh, pre-snap motion. Uh, Every single week, man, I'm on Twitter begging them to run the football when they get into the red zone, when they get on the goal line, have Aaron Rodgers under center. I think it comes down to, to answer the question, Go back to what you were doing those first two years with LaFleur. Make it look more like the Matt LaFleur offense. And I know at times they've struggled to actually run the ball. Like when I'm pounding the table for them to run the ball, I think they're afraid to run the ball because Royce Newman's been forced into action. And we've seen, you know, even A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones get stuffed on third and one, fourth and two. You have to go back to it, though. Just go back to the creative things that you were doing the first couple of years. I called this play, again, from my couch, uh, the play-action fake. You get Mercedes Lewis in the corner of the end zone. Get creative, man. I just feel like the last, really like the five, six games during that losing streak, they were so predictable. You knew exactly what they were going to do, especially in the red zone on the goal line. It was going to be Aaron Rodgers dropping back, forcing it to somebody, or taking a sack. I think you just have to stay creative here. And a lot more uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Run the ball. Uh, but definitely a little bit more pre-snap motion even if it goes nowhere I like the end around with Christian Watson I like getting him involved in the game plan early not just as a pass catcher not just as a wide receiver run that little end around though I think that that's what they have to do is just get creative because man I was worried about LaFleur there for about a month the play calls they looked really stale it looked like defenses had just figured them out now the last couple weeks they've kind of went, went back to what's worked and they still have been driving me nuts you can't you know, especially against teams like Miami, against teams like Minnesota, you can't leave points on the field. So you can't get stuffed on fourth and two. You can't just beat them kicking field goals. You have to get more creative, I think. You
1: know the other thing that they don't really do? He doesn't really Rogers doesn't really throw that jump ball to Watson uh yeah. when they get down there. And, you yeah. know, with Watson's size, you would think that you would do that at least once. Cause more than likely he's gonna have several inches on a cornerback or, you know, at least three or four inches on a cornerback, why not throw that jump ball and let him just go get the damn thing?
2: And, and that's why they, I mean, theoretically, like this sounds great, is the Packers we've always talked about. You know what they need? They need a tight end. And then they get Jimmy Graham five years past his prime, but that's what he did for the Saints. You know, yes. Drew Brees would throw him that jump ball. That's what, like if you look at the kid that Atlanta drafted, Drake London, uh, he can't really out of USC. That was the knock on him. He can't really create separation. He's a hell of a receiver, but he's more just throw it up to him and he's going to come down with it, but he's not going to burn you. Christian Watson is different because he's 4'3. You know, he is going to, we saw that week one against Patrick Peterson. He's going to burn you. He's going to create separation. That's what, that's one thing that they could use though is a big six foot six, six foot seven tight end. Like, man, it would be great if he slipped in the draft for some reason to get Michael Mayer, the baby girl yes. out of Notre, Notre Dame, game. somebody like that, 6'5, 6'6. They just—they've never really had that guy. And a couple of years ago, man, Robert Tunyon kind of was that guy. He had double-digit touchdowns. Now he's just kind of a shell of himself out there. Mercedes Lewis is great for what he is—a 38, 39-year-old. He's pretty much a tackle. De not that guy. They—that's what they need, though. They need that big, tall possession, either receiver or tight end. You know, that back shoulder guy. And doesn't seem like Rogers has trust in any of those guys to be that guy. He tried to make Lazard that guy.
0: He just wasn't. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without autopay pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge apply. See dot mobilecom
1: Yeah, I don't know. We we talked about that too. The draft, they draft a tight end in the first round and I, I I like the kid from Notre Dame. Don't get me wrong, but is that a better val? Is that a better value pick for this team right now than a big defensive lineman? If, They're side-by-side on the board and near the Packers. I just don't know if that's the right call. But then at the same point, it's like, okay, but if you make that pick, you set up Jordan Love or whoever the next quarterback after Rodgers is going to be to essentially have a tight end for the next several years, his two main receivers for the next several years. Like you're really setting that dude up to be in a really good situation from an offensive standpoint as far as what you can do and take pressure off of him having to be, you know, special. You know, you can just be above average with those weapons uh, and still look pretty good. And to your Drake London point, because my kid's a Falcons fan, that dude needs to learn how to hold on to the damn football. That man keeps fumbling the football left and right. He did it again last weekend.
2: Yeah, It's been a problem. What's crazy about that, the first eight weeks of the season, he didn't have a drop and he looked really good. Because I was like him when he was the first receiver taken because I really liked him. I didn't like him as much as Garrett Wilson, though.
1: Right. Agree. Yeah. And they've got Kyle Pitts and he's out and hurt in Atlanta as well. Yeah. All right. So how do you fix the red zone struggles of the Packers? we covered that. Let's move on to topic number three, Elton Jenkins, uh, new contract. Uh, we didn't get a chance to get to this on Monday uh, coming off of Christmas day, but uh, we'll have an opportunity to talk about it. Now they paid him like a guard. Second highest paid guard in the NFL behind Clinton Nelson uh, of the Indianapolis Colts. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Eighth highest paid. Uh, left tackle, I believe is is what it is, or tackle in general uh, in the National Football League. But he's got money worked in uh, if he ends up playing left tackle uh, at some point uh, going forward for the Green Bay Packers where he gets bumps. So they kind of covered both sides of this, saying, look, if you end up being that guy after Bakhtiari, we're going to pay you like that guy. If you don't end up being that guy and you stay at guard, then you're paid accordingly as the second highest paid uh, guard on the team. I don't agree with those that have said, well, this means Bakhtiari's gone. Uh, They paid Jenkins, Bakhtiari's out of here. There's no way they're keeping Bakhtiari. I don't think one plays with the other, uh, Horvat, What about you?
2: No, I'm with you there, especially if we get these next couple weeks or they do go on this crazy playoff run and is out on the field, which Aaron Rodgers said uh, the other day on McAfee, he expects he him did. to be out there. So yep. I think if he plays and he plays well, which we've seen at times this season when he's actually been available, they're both back next year, especially if Aaron Rodgers does come back, which maybe that's not going to happen. We're finding out. But Oh, uh,
1: stop. What do you mean that's not? Who, how, how does anybody think he's not coming back? Based on things. what? You didn't see uh, Mark oh, Slareth? Oh, that's stupid. Mark Slareth and, and that nonsense about, oh, yeah, it's good. Well, Love's going to be the guy. He thought Rodgers was going to be a Bronco, too. A Bronco I game. don't give a damn what that well, dude says. Who well, cares?
2: You know that's a topic for the Friday's pod. Is this Aaron Rodgers possible final? No. Lambeau Field.
1: There's too much money involved, man. That dude ain't walking away. Well, and they're th- not trading him either, man.
2: Well, well, that's what I'm saying. I know you're already in Cap Powell, right? And they're going to have to make some things work Financially, which I probably probably can't get into. But I think if Aaron Rodgers is back, both of those guys are back. All these guys are back. Is- this will be their final real run. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I, hey, let me look this up now because now I, I didn't know when this was going to come up. I, I believe they're in a much better spot than they were last year. Well, this has to come up because
2: I don't think I, I think that there is a good chance if Aaron Rodgers gets traded away. I think there's a good chance they cut David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins is the tackle and that's how he gets paid. But this is kind of what you said with the deal, man, that this should be worked in there. If he gets forced into action as a tackle, or if he's that guy after David Bakhtiari, boom, there you go. You're one of the highest paid tackles, you're taken care of. If not, like you said, you're one of the highest paid guards. And I think it's great getting this done. I know that this isn't always the Packers' way, getting deals done during the season or at the end of the season. But I love not having to worry about Elton Jenkins uh, testing free agency because somebody would have overpaid him, paid him a lot of money. And I know he hasn't been great this season, but we have to remember he's working his way back from a pretty devastating injury for a big guy. So he's looked a little bit healthier the last couple weeks. He's moving around a little bit better. I'm glad that they got the deal done. It always does worry me when you pay an offensive lineman. It's never really been the Packers way, but I've always been pissed off when they let these guys walk. TJ Lane, Josh Sitton. Uh, Corey Lindsley, but usually they make the right decision on them. So if they think it's a good idea to bring back Elton Jenkins, so do I. Faith and Goot, I have. And I hope David Bakhtiari's back. I hope this is the best offensive line in all of football, top five at least. And Aaron Rodgers is back next year. But I do, uh I don't know, I worry about that a little bit.
1: Okay, so let, let, let's let talk about this for a second. Shall Can leave? you just see this? I went to spot track. Yeah. The Chicago Bears have a $120.7 million based on the top 51. That's usually what you work off of in cap space for next year, $120 million in cap space for the bears. They have more than enough money to surround Justin Fields and do whatever they want to do. The next team is the Patriots at 70.3 million. The Falcons 69.8 million. Now we're talking about the green Bay Packers. uh, As you said, they're not over the cap. As of right now, they have 1.9 million in cap space going into next year. They are not uh in cap hell like everybody makes them to be. Now, teams that are over the cap right now, the Rams just short of two million, yeah. Buffalo, three and a half million, the Dolphins, six point seven million, the Vikings, seven point three million, the Chargers, nine and a half million. I'm just rounding by the way. Uh the Titans, sixteen and a half million over, the Jaguars are 17.1 million over, yeah. the Buccaneers are 43 million over. And the New Orleans Saints, who may never, ever, ever be in a good situation forever, they're 57.8 million over are the New Orleans Saints. All this Tom Brady and Sean Payton stuff. I don't see how that's even going to possibly happen if they're that much over the cap. So my point is, though, the Packers aren't in that bad of a situa- situation right now. As far as cap space goes, they were way worse than that coming into this season. Uh, and now they go into the offseason actually under the cap.
2: Yeah. But you wouldn't think that if you talked to any of the cap guys or anybody on social media. I'm...
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, all I'm saying is I, I don't in, we've talked about this to death, but you just go to Jordan love. If you think he's your guy, you better know by this point, if you think he's your guy, then you offer him an extension. Just be yeah. like Rogers is playing this year. Again, we'll give you three years on top of the 50 year option, average $20 million a year, whatever it may be starting in your fifth year option. Uh, We're going to take care of you. You're going to be our guy once Rodgers is done. And we want you to know you're our guy. We're going to pay you to be our guy. Give him some guaranteed money to make sure that he's happy with it and move on and not having to worry about drafting a damn quarterback. again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. And I I think, you know, we'll we'll end up seeing what happens there, but going back to it, I think bringing back Elton Jenkins, I know not everybody was thrilled about it because he hasn't looked great this year, but again, he's coming back from a knee injury. I think he'll be,
1: he's playing better lately.
2: Yeah, yeah, he looks much better lately, man. And and uh, so I'm happy about it. It doesn't matter if it's Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Jordan Love. You want them protected. And you just brought up a couple of those teams that have money to spend this yep. offseason. You know the Chicago Bears would throw an offer Elton Jenkins' way. And you know it would be worth a lot. For of money. sure. That offensive line is a mess, man. Justin Fields, I know that everything he does is pretty much a quarterback design run, but they're eventually going to want him to hang in the pocket a little bit. And he just cannot do so because that offensive line. Terrible. So I think they would offer Elton Jenkins some money. The lions are set at offensive line, but I mean, listen to some of those teams, man. I, I, I definitely think this was a good move. Getting this done in season,
1: the bears, $120 million. Oh my God. And they oh, love
2: God. them, the Vikings, the lions, you know, they love former Packers. So I had a, I had a bad feeling. That's where Elton Jenkins was going to be. Actually. I, I didn't look, I haven't Packers looked at their guard, but
1: right. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I haven't looked at the wide receiver free agents. But you'd have to imagine Chicago is going to throw money at at, at least Ever. one wide receiver free agent to come play with fields to give him some help. Maybe they get two guys to come play with him because that, that's really what they need at this point is help offensively. Uh, OK, last topic here on Curd and Long, our uh, Wednesday edition, midweek edition back in back recording again coming up on Friday. Uh, and we'll get a little bit more of a preview with Green Bay and Minnesota. How concerned are you? that the other teams that need to help the Packers won't because we know the Packers went out. They still need help yeah. uh, at the end of the day with teams losing in order to get him. Now to this point and why we called it a magic carpet ride a little bit last week or on the last podcast on Monday is because everybody's losing. That has to lose. Now news comes out that Washington uh, has named Carson Wentz, the starter against Cleveland. I realize that most of you don't like Carson Wentz. I, as a Colts fan, too, I'll, let me tell you, I'd take Carson Wentz over the crap the Colts currently have any day of the week. Um, and he's better, in my mind, than Taylor Heineke is. So you you put Carson Wentz back in there against Cleveland. I fully expect the Commanders uh, to beat the Cleveland Browns. The question now is going to be is, you know, can they win both their games? The Packers to lose just one of the next two games. Uh, Deshaun Watson looks like trash. Uh, since coming back for the Browns at this point. It's going to take him a while, probably next year, before you see really what he's all about. Horvat, how concerned are you that maybe they don't get the help they need to get in here over the next two weeks?
2: Yeah, that was my prediction. Remember when we did this four weeks ago and we closed out the show and it was, can this team run the table? And I said, my life as a Packer fan tells me that they're going to run the table in week 18, they're not going to get the luck that they need. And you just brought up Carson Wentz taking over for Taylor Heineke. And Wentz, I know he's no good. I know sometimes he thinks he's left-handed. He does this weird underhand pass thing, but I do agree. I think he's a better quarterback than Heineke because you know what? He could push the ball down the field. And the Browns have been a dumpster fire. They can't stop the run, so it may not come down to Carson Wentz. It may come down to – and Antonio Gibson, I believe, is out this week. But Brian Robinson, their rookie out of Alabama, who missed the first couple weeks after getting shot here in D.C. He has been – he he's been everything that they thought he was going to be out of Alabama, man. So I think they're just going to gash the Browns on the ground, rush for 200 yard in this game, 200 yards in this game. I think the Commanders are going to win. It, it, this is what I hate about being a gambler. I know that they're a very sharp play. They're two point favorites at home against the Browns. I think that they're going to win that game. Then they close out at home. Well, there's really no home field advantage. There's actually more Cowboy fans in DC, but they close out with the Dallas Cowboys. What are they going to have to play for? Is McCarthy going to rest any of his guys? Is he going to maybe rest Dak? Rest, you know what? He would screw over his former team. Yep. He does not want to see Green Bay down the road in the playoffs. They've already beat him. You know, granted it was kind of a fluky game. Dak threw some bad interceptions. Yeah, but
1: that's too but
2: not does know. not want to lose the Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur in the playoffs. Yeah, he will but, prevent that, man. So we're Browns fans this week. We're rooting for Deshaun uh, Watson, unfortunately. I, I
1: don't I don't know, man. Like isn't Cowboys Washington like the biggest rivalry the Cowboys have? Isn't that the is number a one rivalry?
2: rivalry? Aaron Rodgers?
1: Well, no, but I'm just saying he's in Dallas. He's a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Like I can't imagine Cowboy fans are gonna be like, oh yeah, cool. Let Washington get in. Like, go ahead. Like, I, I can't imagine that's going to be, I can't imagine Jerry Jones is going to be okay with that. Like fr- from that perspective, if they were playing somebody else, like let's say they were playing the Saints or something. Right. Then I would say, okay. Yeah probably he's probably just going to sim against the saints and whatever happens happens but this is like your number one rival like the fan bases can't stand each other and want to beat each other and then you've got the jerry jones daniel snyder thing and all that stuff going on yeah man i don't know i, I think Did they go play to win i think jerry jones very well by say, i don't give a damn what we're playing for you better beat this damn team on the way out here that that's that's how i think this plays out i think he might get pushed into playing, guys. My
2: concern is just how beat up they've been defensively, yeah. especially their secondary's been yep. beat to crap. You know, dak has been injured at times this season. He missed some games. I hope that they go because I like again, man. I just I don't see that there's I don't see any way that the Browns. I can't believe I'm even saying this, talking about the Browns. So I thought they were going to be an 11-12 win team. Coming into the season, I don't think there's any chance they beat Washington. Washington I don't Like I said, they're going to be able to run the ball. I think Wentz will push the ball down the field. They have McLaurin and all those weapons, Dotson. And then on the defensive side of the ball, the Browns, they want to run the ball with Nick Chubb, obviously. He has not looked good in about a month. In Washington, they're a top-10 unit against the run. That's a really good defense. And like you said, Deshaun doesn't look himself. Could be in big trouble. It's going to come down to Dallas, Washington green bay detroit week 18 the ratings are going to be ridiculous i'm going to be a nervous wreck but i'm sticking by my original prediction packers win out everything goes right but the commanders end up getting in and then get smoked wild card weekend of course
1: it'll be interesting to see where Derek carr goes washington would be a team that would make sense where because they the still quarter, need a quarterback oh that's their i from everything i'm reading I, I think Derek carr's done like i i don't I don't think Derek Carr is back with the Raiders. I think he's so done.
2: just wanted to be a Raider. It had nothing to do with Derek Carr. It had everything
1: to do with Derek Carr. But I don't think they care about what Devontae thinks or wants at this point. I think they're. I think I think McDaniel is done with Derek Carr. I think he's had <laughs> enough. And, and you hear a lot of these pay, former Patriots guys talking about it. And you know he's tied to all of these guys, and they're all saying about the quarterback. You know, leaving stuff on the field, and then after this last game, he came out in his press conference and said, "We got to throw the ball better." I mean, okay, you didn't call him out by name necessarily, but there's only one dude throwing the football. I'm telling you, I I just pray to God he doesn't end up in Indianapolis. But I I think there's a chance that Derek Carr is gone. He gets traded. And by the way, one other NFL side note that I find very interesting, the Panthers trade Christian McCaffrey. And since that trade have been winning nonstop in our third in the NFL in rushing with four minute running back. So... Was that a good move for the Carolina Panthers? Even though everybody was like, oh, that's that's the white flag. It's over. They're all done in Carolina. Dude, that They had been on a hell of a run since they moved McCaffrey. And the Niners, are they better? Yeah, they're better. Are they that much better? I don't know if they're that much better, Reinhold.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and uh, I, I, th- I think a lot of people thought they were just going to tank for the rest of the season. But then they got offered two first-round picks for Brian Burns, and they decided not to trade him away. Right. You know, they traded away Robbie Anderson because he was a head case, but they got nothing for DJ Moore. Yeah. They were like, no, we're going to hold on to DJ Moore. I think it just proves in the NFL. I mean, I'm not ragging on running backs. I love them. I love Aaron Jones. But if you have a good offensive line, man, sometimes it doesn't matter. Like sometimes you need the Pro Bowl running back. And that's why I always laugh when teams draft these running backs in the first round, like the first. Top 50. You don't see it a whole lot. I think Saquon was really the last one. I don't think we're gonna see that very often anymore. Um, but yeah, it's it's been crazy. And I'm with you on the Niners. Like, I think the Niners are beatable in the playoffs. The problem is that damn defense. Nick Bosa's on another very level dumb. right now. He's got 15 sacks, Fred Warner's covering sideline yeah. to sideline. But I do I think this is the year you could get them with Brock Purdy. He's a great story right now. He's not really pushing the ball down the field, though. He's just kind of dinking and dunking. And uh, that's a great, obviously, system for a quarterback. But I think you could beat the Niners. That's why for Green Bay, they just have to get in. And they're just get in. Get some, they're going to need some luck, unfortunately. I wish they just controlled their own destiny. Because I do think they win these next two games at home. I just I have a bad feeling about that Washington-Dallas game. So hopefully Cleveland gets it done and we don't have to sweat it out week 18.
1: I'm telling you. They get in. I'm with you. They They get in. Then anything is possible because I I think Philadelphia is beatable. I think San Francisco is beatable, and to do it in San Francisco for Rogers, oh my God, that would be big. All right, he has Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Bet MGM tonight. You're off all week, right? Because you're on, yeah, I'm back
2: you're- on. Uh, I'll be back Tuesday because I'll be going to the game on Sunday, driving back on Monday because I drove in.
1: Well, at least you're not flying Southwest. Uh, cause that, is- that's been a
2: mess. That's well, I knew that was coming. I told my wife that that was coming. And so, uh, I said, we could either spend our holidays. We could do an 11, an 11 hour car ride, or we could do 14 hours at the airport. I picked the car.
1: Do they announce words at sky Harbor or whatever in Phoenix the other day yeah. that everybody go home. We can't rebook for four days or something like that. Yeah. Could you imagine? Oh, I got tickets to Disney World. Oh, we're not going. Sorry. We're going to get in the car and drive all the way there. Oh, my God. He is Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Kurt Alam. We'll do another one on Friday. Have a good one. Toodles.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?